Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, it's Becky. On this quick shot of romance, Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie are joining us for a special Corset and Crowned edition. We hope you're enjoying our Corset and Crown editions of the podcast. Please make sure you leave a review wherever you get your podcast. And happy listening! Hello and welcome to Corset and Crown. This is Lady Sadie and with me as always is Duchess Katie. Hello there. Um, we might have anticipated this episode a little bit. We might have brought this up a few times before. We yes. might have interviewed two of the authors because we were that kind of lucky this year. What are yes. we talking about today, Katie? Today, we are talking about the new anthology called Rake I'd Like to F. Um, it is the much anticipated follow-up anthology to last year's Duke I'd Like to F. But this time we wanted to do things a little bit different. So we're counting down our favorites. Um, we also have not talked about which ones were our favorites, uh, you know, in order. Also, this is not to say that, you know, our least favorite meant that we didn't like it. It's just that, you know, the other I ones rank that it. ranked higher, we just, you know, they worked a little bit better for us. And so um, we were just talking about this. We didn't want to read all the synopses, synopses for these because there's a long synopsis for every single story. So um, we just figured, you know, we'd kind of cover cover the details as we go along, but you'll be able to find all the synopsis in the show notes um, with the episode. So in case you did want to look a little bit further into it, you know, that's that's how it'll that's how it'll be for this one. So we don't ramble on for too long. <laughs> And just to remind everyone, we don't know each other's ranking yet. We are mm -hmm. we are learning this in real time. So come yes. along with us on this absolute shenanigan-filled ride. <laughs> so yes. from least to most favorite, not that we don't love our least favorite, but we still had to make choices. Yes, choices were made. Choices have been made. So You go first. I, I'm going first. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> this was really hard for me. I struggled a bit with this one. My least favorite in the anthology was Two Rakes for Mrs. Sparkwell by Eva Lee. I am a huge Eva Lee fan. Um, mm -hmm. We've talked about her before on the show. I enjoy her short stories. Her um, uh, her book we read in August, I'm good at remembering things, was one of my favorites of the year. Yes, But same. I struggled with this one. I didn't feel the connection. This is a male-female-male romance. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't understand the connection between the two male leads and I think this would have worked better for me if it was not a novella length but it was actually okay. a novel I wanted more development of their relationship okay but this did have a very sexy boxer and some banging in a cupboard yes which is always a good time yes for me mine was Monsieur Mon I don't I cannot Monsieur. say this Monsieur X um, by Adriana Herrera. And honestly, I did really love this story um, because it's it's a it's a muse situation, not unlike another story we have in this book. Um, I think for me, uh, I don't and we talked we did we did briefly talk about this. It's the pros of it too. And that might just I think that's a me thing you know, the single POV and um, 
you know, I, I, I struggle sometimes with novellas because I feel like there's sometimes they leave me wanting and this one left me yeah. wanting, like yeah. it left me wanting a little bit more, um, to make the story more believable to me. I loved the caretaking aspect of it. I loved the art, like the artistic story and like, it just had all these really beautiful Parisian elements in it. And I'm just kind of like, Ooh, maybe if it was just like a scotch longer, I feel, cause it, for me, it didn't, it definitely I, I didn't, did read, it was short. It was the shortest one. It was the shortest one. It just didn't, for me, I wasn't completely buying into their, um, the relationship, you know, the whole, I mean, anything that's a novella length is also going to give you, um, kind of insta love, insta lust, depending on the trajectory of the relationship, you know, whether or not the HEA is what everybody thinks it is like, you know, um, like marriage and all that kind of stuff, because an HEA doesn't, I, you know, as we've learned also from Eva, that it doesn't have to mean marriage. It can mean commitment and fidelity to one or two people. Um, you know, but I, I think this one just for me was just kind of like the most like even, you know, it didn't, I wasn't like super jazzed or super into it. Um, but I, I thought that the, the tenderness between the two of them, and like I said, the caretaking and the, you know, at the end, I thought was like really sweet. So I did enjoy it. It just wasn't my fave. So, okay. yeah. All right. Number four for me is Mr. X, actually. Um, <laughs> I really have always struggled with single perspective stories. I feel like I don't know the other character and I mm -hmm. am left not engaged with the material. I'm currently reading a single POV story that's also a novella. And the same thing is happening to me. I'm like, I don't know if I can get into this, but I did deeply want to know Mr. X. Yeah. He was so intriguing to me. He was like this eccentric, beautiful mm -hmm. soul who was sort of an odd duck. And he gave me real um, Sam vibes from the Widow Rose, the Widow House. Rose House. And so I really wanted to know him and I didn't get to. And that was kind of a bummer. So yeah, it didn't quite land for me. What was your yeah. number four, Katie? Um, mine was The Last Crimes of Peregrine Hind. And honestly, that that story, I I love loved the the witty banter I loved um Peregrine and I loved the whole like outlaw and you know taking from is very like Robin Hood kind of vibes um because he didn't hurt people um in his highwayman career the thing that caught me that held this one back for me was I did not like Sandy for a long part of it he was like for me it was just his rakishness and his like devil may care you know attitude just kind of made him too over the top for me like it was just like I get that you're being like flirty and trying to flirt with your captor and get out of getting murdered by him and all this other stuff but I for me it was just like his outrageousness took me out of the story so much that I was just like ugh, I don't care if you end up you know, together or not. Like, I don't know. I was just, I mean, towards the end, he started to kind of like rein it in. And, you know, they say like, when you have to step up and like do your job or what you're supposed to do, um, you kind of, 
you can recalibrate a little bit. And I think he realized too how important having somebody to meet him halfway in terms of a partner um, forced his hand a little bit, but I loved Peregrine. I thought he was great. And I loved his band of misfits and highwaymen and robbers and things like that. So I, I really loved the story. It was Sandy that just kept pulling me out of it. And um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I thought it was a great story though. And the, the sex scenes were chef's kiss delicious and that was part of it though like the whole like wanting to be bound constantly and talking about how much he loved it I was just like okay bro we get it like you know but again I liked the story a lot it was just you know some pieces of it were just meh for me (laughs) uh all right number four for me it's last crimes of peregrine hind um that's your three that's three I'm sorry we're on three. Uh, I can count backwards. <laughs> Sunday night. Okay. Yes. Um, my I loved Peregrine so much that mm-hmm. I think I was really mostly invested in his story. Yeah. And the story of his misfits. Do mm-hmm. I now want a spin-off series about this band of misfits being highwaymen? Yes, I do. Especially I did... uh what was her name? Oh my gosh. Oh. Will Lid Lydia? Will. Lid. Lil. Lid. Lil. Something. Ooh. We're Whoops. good at names. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're professionals. Yes. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed his story. I thought that was heart-wrenching and beautiful and so intense. And Sandy was, he, he was almost a caricature at times yeah. that made me a little uncomfortable at the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. But by the end, he had grown enough I do wish this had been a full length novel. I love yeah, a novella, and- but this one, I feel like had it been slowed down, it would have been beautiful. It also gave me real queer vibes of um, Kit Webb, which okay. was a top read for me this year. So I think that's why, cause I was like, oh, Kit. I think also too, what I really did love about this is if you did read Duke, I like to F, <laughs> this is, um, they're connected. They're connected. So it is not because yeah. the Duke of Jarrell in this book, in this story, horrible. Not like the one that we meet in Duke, I'd like to have. So, which is like this, two or three generations back. Yes. It's like it, yeah. there, there is a, because that was Georgian and this is Regency. Yes. And so it's, it's very nice that, um, we get to kind of see it yeah. when when things are going to start to change a little bit so yeah. uh I did love I really did love that about yeah. this story um because yeah. that was cool even though that that story fell a bit flat for me um in the first one but anyway moving on <laughs> all right what's your next one <clears throat> um mine was two rights for Mrs. Sparkwell um and I think like you said we're big we're big Evilly champions on this podcast, like truly, because she has a very unique approach to HEAs. And I've, she and I have DM'd about it because like I said, um, like in waiting for a Scott like you, what we did, you know, a couple months back, because she wrote a story about an older widow and a younger man and their happily ever after is non-conventional. And I think that we need to normalize that because you know, it's really nice to see in historicals because we can get that in contemporary pretty easily. So all that to say, I really liked it because 
um, I really love this, this kind of new wave of more demure women, I guess is what you would say in these kind of books who are like, I've been told my whole life that I should not be a sexual creature, but I know that I am. And it's, it's in here and I'm waiting to feel comfortable enough to let it loose. And her just kind of like throwing caution to the wind, not only with, um, Rush, but with Jack, um, and just kind of like getting her exhibitionist on. Like, I loved that. Yeah. And I, I'm with you though. Like I didn't quite get the connection. Like it was a little frat bro to me, like yeah. when they kind of started talking about it. But honestly though, I, it didn't, that did not take me out of the story. And, um, I think when Rush came along at that point or when she sought him out and he was, he quickly figured out what it was she was looking for and neither one of them wanted any miscommunication and that's another big thing that Eva does so well is that you know they she sets the shit up she does not mince words and sets the expectation for her leads and I love that because we're not here for miscommunication for people to get upset over something that's just like I forgot to tell you, or we just yeah. didn't talk about it because you didn't yeah. ask. So um, would I have liked it to be an MMF? Maybe, but you know, we'll, yeah. we'll do uh, MFM for sure. Cause as you'll see in the next story, we get that. <laughs> but I really did like this one. Um, I, I, I think it's, I think it's so cool how, um, I mean, we know Adriana, does a lot of queer romance and I don't I honestly I feel bad I don't know about Sierra Simone so um but it's nice to see uh like Eva branching out and doing something like this because I like I like to see them trying something yeah. different so and yeah. especially because Eva Lee in the background of the last series she wrote there was a male-male relationship that yes. occurred in every book and so mm -hmm. it's nice that she got to sort of focus more on that um yes. a more queer relationship yeah okay yes. for the record dear audience, dear, dear listeners, we did not know that we had the top, same top two until now when we signed on to record this episode. So this was pure happenstance. Um, yes. What's our, four, what's our number two? two? That one's a rake, his patron and amused by Nicola Davidson. And I should say too, like full disclosure, Nicola is a friend of the pod, but this, that does not take away from the fact that we absolutely love the shit out of her and her writing. Yeah. Um, and she is, she was, we got to interview her. She's very open about what she wants to see in romance. And if she's not seeing it, she sure shit is going to write it. Yeah. And bam, we got that with this story. I <laughs> adored this story. Yes. Um, we have two bisexual men. Yep. We have a older woman who's older than both young men. Mm. We no, have, I love that. No, I we love have, that uh, <laughs> a submissive man as mm -hmm. well as a dominant man. We have all the kink that you could ask for oh, yeah. mm -hmm. all of it. And we have an amazing commentary on 
purity values. And I just also happen to be yes. reading Her Virgin Duke this week, which is another Nicola I love book. that one. And I love that just, one. If you want to talk sex positive, historic, erotic romance, you can't beat Nicola. And I really Nicola feel like- Nicola's got it. Yeah, like a rake, his patron and their muse really covered it. It was just so well put together. The only reason it's not number one is because I just wanted more. And I don't want to spoil carriage. I'm just going to say carriage. Oh my God, just carriage. Just can carriage. Can anyone write carriages like Nicola? No, no one can write a carriage like Nicola. I, I yeah, I... I, I honestly, I can't add anything without just like spoiling it. Yeah. Um, just know that, that like, cause this one had, this one had a lot of, um, there's a lot of emotion in it. Not that there's the rest a lot of emotion in it. But like this, this one had one, a lot of emotion. Yes. And, you know, I think, okay, I'll talk about that at the end when we're, when we're done talking about each one, but I, I just, there was, there was a way I got drawn in with this one and the next one, um, like right off the jump. And again, not to say that the rest of them didn't draw me in eventually, like, cause I got invested in all of them and some of them, I was like, give me more please. Um, but you couldn't, I couldn't really pick one of the characters and be like, I care more here. No, I cared about all three and how they felt and what they were going through together. And yeah, it's, it's a, it is a beautiful like piece of work from yeah. Nicola on, I mean, she, the amount of ground she covers in a novella is astonishing to me. <laughs> I'm Very like, girl, people can do that. <laughs> girl, and, and not make it this? feel like she just was like playing, like, just toss it all in. Just tossing them in. No, she and does not. Yeah. She doesn't have it. Um, no. But there was a lot of emotions in this one. Mm -hmm. um, like, so don't feel like there's a, a lot of emotions in this entire anthology. I think there's yes. more emotions in this anthology than Duke. Yes, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Like there were a couple in Duke that like hit my heartstrings, but I feel like Rilf has a lot more emotional weight to it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, our number one pick is by Joanna Shoup. Joanna it is Shoup. sold to the Duke by Joanna Shoup. And Honestly, you know what? I didn't know it was going to hit like this. Nope, I didn't either. And you know what? When she talked about what it was going to be, I was like, ooh, ooh, this could go either way. Like, yeah. with the This is the one premise, of those, like, exceptions to the rule for me. This is, this is an exception to the rule for sure. Soul to the Duke is exactly what it sounds like. We a have a virginity virgin. auction on, like, yes. page two. Yep, but bam, bam, right off the jump. Um, but, not only uh, to a Duke, the dead older brother's best friend is the Duke. Yes. So there's just a lot happening in this. Um, yeah, she, but, she got she got tropey goodness with this one for sure. Yeah, this is like a tropetastic situation yes. here. Um, and I adored the leading lady. Oh my gosh. She, she's a... She's a woman after my heart, really. She is a spitfire. Mm -hmm. She does not compromise. She is going to, she is a survivor and she has had yeah. more than her fair share of shit 
oh, thrown yeah. at her. And she is just so tough and so awesome. And I deeply love when she puts him in his place over and over and over again. And it's, it's as if, I, I mean, she, you know, she's very much like, you do not get to dictate my life, no matter yeah. what you think you get to do because of X amount of pounds and who I am in relation to you. But this also, this, this kind of reminds me a bit of her, it, her Dilf story too, because it's like a, a long time, like pining situation, not as long. Um, and not as large, like there's not an age gap. That's there's that no taboo vast. age gap at all. Yeah. There's no taboo age gap. There is the taboo of a virgin auction. For the record, for um, some context, she did sign up herself for the auction. Completely she willingly. Not, she is not coerced into the auction because I, at, when I first heard about it, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. But she did choose to auction off her virginity yes. for reasons. Capital yeah, for R. Reasons for reasons that you will that you will find out pretty quickly right off the yeah. job. So it's not like Joanna does a beautiful job of setting up setting the stage so that it doesn't feel icky. I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, because it could, it could verge on icky, but I don't think that it did at all. No. Um, and all this to say, none of these authors pulled their punches in this, in this one. No, they, I, they were not playing safe. Um, they were not, they wanted to do like, they wanted to do something big and extreme and they did it all five of them. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, because we know that several of these authors are uh, with certain publishers, and I don't necessarily think we'd see some of these things in yeah. an Avon romance. And I'm not bashing them at all. Um, and in a traditional romance, like a traditionally right. published romance, it's not going to happen. You're not right. going to get these stories. Right. So I like that. I like that they were kind of like, all right, let's see what we can do here. You know, yeah. like, let's see, let's, let's push the envelope. And I don't think any of them have undersold that, that fact at all. I think they're all like, are y'all ready? Yeah. Are y'all ready? And this just, this just came out this past, yes. uh, was it Monday or Tuesday? November 30th. Like it 30th. just came out. So it's pretty yeah. much still a new release. Yes. Um, and overall, I think it's safe to say, if you have been listening, uh, we both really liked this. Yes. Um, we both really enjoyed this anthology. I would also say if you haven't read Dilf, I wouldn't start here. Yeah. I think, I think that one's less intense. In I think ways. it would be good to, um, it would be a good starting point for you. Like if you decided that you wanted, like you've never, maybe you've never read any of these authors or maybe you've never read some of these authors and things like that. So a good way to get there is to read this, the Dilf anthology, because then you'll get a taste. Um, I think, I th you know, to say, I think you'd get a really good taste of what Nicola is like. Yeah. And a good taste of what Eva is like. Um, I personally have not read a lot of Sierra Simone. Uh, I've read Adriana's uh, contemporary. So that yeah. Dilf was her first historical, right? Her first historical. Yeah. Um, and her, and as if you listen to our interview with Adriana, um, she was talking about how she does have historical coming out, coming traditionally out. published historical next summer. Um, yes. And so that could, that'll be really exciting to read because I think she has a really amazing voice for historical. Um, yes. 
But if you've read Joanna Shoup's traditionally published stuff, her DILF and her real stories are way spicy. (laughs) Yeah. Like this is, if you thought Florence got a little spicy with the desk and the voyeurism, this might not be your cup of tea and that's okay. Um, But the, but the spice is prevalent. Yes, it really is. And honestly, I'm glad that it is because we know that these authors can do these things and it's really nice to see them get together and put it all together again. Like, I love this because, you know, I don't know that I would have necessarily picked the five of them to do a book like this together. And I'm so glad that they did. I'm so glad that they were like, let's get freaky with it. Like, let's do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and I, I do really, I do want to say there are content warnings along the way. I know yeah. in my in-depth review, I did do the content warnings. Um, I can link them to our show notes, but we're probably not going to go into them here because there are, it's a lot of stories and it depends on which story. Um, you do not have to read these in order though. If you want to yeah, skip around connected. within the anthology, they are not connected. They mm-hmm. are set up, I guess, in timeline, technically. Yeah. Um, but they're not in any way connected. So mm-hmm. if you're like, I really want to read this one, but I'm not sure about that one, you can pick and choose. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. yeah. I really just have to say this. There is only one male, female romance in this anthology. And I have never read an anthology yeah. where there's only one male female romance. And that was and that was Joanna Shoops. And it's Joanna so. Shoops. Um, and I thought that was really interesting as I was like and very sort of interesting. Putting my thoughts together, I was like, huh. huh. So we have two male male, a male female male, and a male male female. Yes. And I just thought that was really interesting. Like that's that, that's kind that. of part of the whole thing, like. Uh, you know, cause all the first books were all like all the stories all of Dilf Dilf were male, female. MF. Yeah. yeah. So they were kind of like, all right, gloves are coming off. Yeah. We're going to do this. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think that's amazing. And, you know, I, we love to see our favorite authors getting together and doing something like this. So I think this is definitely one that should get um, some airtime. I hope it does because, um, they, they were really, they really came together and, and not only the fact that they're not, these stories are not connected, but they worked so well together. Like I read the recorder and the book, but like, I mean, we start off with Peregrine Hind and the, like in the book, that's the first, that's the first story. And Sierra Simone is like serving, like, very quickly yeah and so that like sets the tone for the whole like anthology and I'm like if this is where we're starting okay all right yeah here we go (laughs) I yeah it starts there and it ends with a a virginity auction it's a a wild it's a wild ride we go from kidnapping highwaymen to a virginity auction there are no you do not pass go you do not collect two hundred dollars yes and and I'm so thankful for it. And Adriana yeah. may have let some some fun news slip in our interview. So if you haven't listened to it, you should. You should. Because uh, there might there may or may not be another anthology. And for some of our dark readers like me, 
Yes. We should really be excited. <laughs> yes. But we're, you're going to have to go listen to that episode first. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to give it all away. Like no. we'll just, we'll just give you the little tease, you know, but I mean, this one coming out right before the holidays, you know, we knew we needed to cover it because we've loved Dilf so much. And we've talked to Adriana and we've talked to Nicola, you know, um, about, about this project and about other projects and things like that. So we knew we wanted to cover it, but I can say that next time we are, we have a corset and crown episode, um, we will be covering single thing holiday stuff, <laughs> whatever the hell we, whatever the heck that means, <laughs> you know, like holiday hijinks, but you know, holiday let's hijinks, make it weird in my let's, brain. Let's, I've made it weirder. Um, speaking of holiday though, if you're looking for some holiday heat that is historical, we did post a little guide. There are some favorites and some ones that we are reading this year, um, mm -hmm. on our Instagram. Um, and if there are, as always, you can always slide into that DM and ask us for more. We yes. know I love a list. Sadie um, does love a list. I pretend like I love a list. I mean, in theory, I do. So let's just stop there. I do love a list, but Sadie likes making the list. Let's say that. I let's say that. She does love making the list. So we will cover some of our favorite holiday stories next time. So be on the lookout for that um, because, you know, tis the season for Jingle tis Jinx or season. whatever. <laughs> Hashtag Jingle Jinx. Hashtag <laughs> Jingle Jinx. We're not. All right. But what are you either. reading right now? Some jingle jinks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am reading. <laughs> I I am actually reading um, the anthology I mentioned to you with Lisa Kleypas and Megan Frampton, uh, Viv Lorette, and oh my gosh, I'm drawing oh, a blank. Yeah. A, Christ a Christmas to remember. A Christmas um, to remember. I did I did read that a couple of years ago, and it was my first by the three authors that aren't Lisa Kleypas uh, because. It was kind of at the beginning of my romance journey on bookstagram so it was like two years ago and so that turned me on to um and onto those three authors so i had to go back and get more vivian Lorette and megan frampton and i cannot believe i'm forgetting the last name i feel like such an a-hole i don't have it buddy. Any, yeah anyway it's that it's a christmas to remember because it was really good stories and several of them were novellas in a part of another of one of their series so it was the easiest transition into getting into their books too because it slid right in in the middle of a series so yeah that's what I'm reading what are you reading I am reading some Jingle Jinx. I am reading <laughs> The Promise in a Kiss by Stephanie Lawrence which I didn't know this book existed and I had always been like why doesn't the sisters have a prequel and it does and it does and so uh there is um it's oh my gosh i always love going back to the sinister series because they just bring the bananas and then they make you want to just join the banana party it's a good time yeah. they're wild the banana party banana party does not it's the not banana party. The banana don't make party. it that dirty don't make it dirty Okay, a little dirty. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. You called anyway, it a party. <laughs> it's very entertaining. And this is Devil Sinister's parents' romance. And so it's okay. quite fun. Um, and it's really fun because she's obviously loving to like throw little tidbits that 
come up, will come up later in the series. Um, and it was published much after, so it makes it more fun because obviously she didn't want to give up the, these guys. These, um, they, I love when authors do that. I do too. I was like, you get attached to, it makes me mm -hmm. happy. But then I'm going to do my annual reread of the Dukes who stole Christmas, which is one of my favorite holiday anthologies, yes, yes, um, same. which has Tessa Dare, Joanna Shoup and Sarah McLean and some very good shortbread. So yes, that's what I'm reading. But Perfect. we'll come back and talk about all our favorites in a couple weeks. We also have a very exciting author coming to chat with us on our drawing room callers this month. And our January author is going to blow your mind. Blow so your be ready for that. <laughs> As always, I am Lady Sadie at Literary Illusions on Bookstagram. And with me is... I am Katie, uh, aka Books to Katie on Bookstagram. And so until next time, my friends, we shall see you then. Bye.